Welcome to the Unified Gospel Podcast with Jordy Hutton and Nick Budick. Our aim is to do our part in accomplishing Jesus' mission described in John 17 by having open conversation with pastors, church leaders, and truthfully anyone who shares our mission, unifying the church. We hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Unified Gospel Podcast. My name is Jordy Hutton and I'm so glad that you decided to give this episode a listen today. Today is a little bit different than most of the episodes that you'll find on this feed as Nick is sick. So if you're listening to this within the first couple days of it being recorded and want to say a prayer for Nick, uh, That would be lovely and appreciated, and it actually is somewhat fitting as what I'm hoping to talk about today, this is another one of our sermon prep specific messages, or I'm sorry, sermon prep specific episodes, where I'm just going to kind of talk through a little bit of what I'm thinking about for my upcoming message, and as, as I mentioned last, the last episode, This is, today happens to be another one where it's a little bit um, fresh still. I don't have a lot of the the details worked out, but um, I have have a little, so I have some guidelines that I'm kind of going through and have really appreciated, so I'm, I'm excited to honestly kind of look into this for the first time somewhat live and again, give you guys kind of a glimpse into my personal process anyway. not Certainly not every pastor does it this way, but um, at least the way that I think about writing messages and think about the way that I want to um, communicate the truths that, that Scripture is affirming for us. So um, <clears throat> all that being said, this week we are going into a, or our church is in the middle of a a series of 40 days of prayer. And I'll be honest, we are behind in our church. We are supposed to be starting our last week. It's six weeks long. We're supposed to be starting our last week this week, and we are on week three. And there are many reasons for that. Um, Sickness, truthfully, is a big one. And then also just the fact that we're mostly college age and young adults. And over the holidays, we were just not in town, so we didn't meet. And I'll, you know, I I mentioned this on our Instagram, our church's Instagram too, but I felt shame with that. I was maybe more concerned than I should have been about the fact that we were behind and um you know obviously you want to stay on track with things like that but with the circumstances it just wasn't possible and i kind of realized that i believe in the power of prayer and i believe that there's benefit to teaching on prayer so despite the fact that we're behind schedule we're moving forward so week three the title of this message is Prayer is Petition. And as I mentioned, it's going through 
it's going through the entire denomination. So they did send me an outline to follow. Um, so I, I, I looked at this just for a couple minutes before I started recording here. Um, and then I have some thoughts and some ways that it kind of ties back into the last couple of weeks, but I, I just wanted to share what, what I'm thinking for this week. So the week three, this is, this is all based off of the Lord's prayer in Matthew chapter six. And I'm going to read that for you quickly, just as I pull it up here. Um, because there might be someone who's listening that says, I don't know what the Lord's Prayer is. Or maybe you've heard this. I would be surprised if someone listening has never heard this. Maybe you just don't know that this is what we mean when we say the Lord's Prayer. Um, but I've also really loved looking so intently into the Lord's Prayer. Um, so, Matthew chapter 6. Starting verse 9, um, right before this, I should say the disciples asked Jesus how, they're asking Jesus how to pray. Um, and he, Jesus responds this way. In verse 9, he says, pray then like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And so week three, we are on verse 11. So that third part, it says, give us this day our daily bread. So this is prayer as petition. And <clears throat> I, maybe just a quick recap of, of the first two weeks. Um, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. That that word hallowed is is set apart. means means to set apart or to make holy. And so when we pray, if we if we pray that your your name be hallowed, that your name be set apart, that really is is worship. Essentially, we're saying. You know, our Father in heaven, we know where you are. We know that your name means something more. Um, so it, it's somewhat of an act of worship. And, and that was the theme of the first week is, is prayer as worship. Um, and I think that ties in extremely well with, or at least in my mind, it ties in extremely well with what I want to talk about today. But then verse 10, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And in that we talk about what Jesus means when he talks about the kingdom. And when we talk about God's kingdom, we say your kingdom come, that means like God's reign. If God's reign were to come to earth, what would that look like? And what what we concluded in our in our group discussion last week is that if if the kingdom were to come, if God's kingdom came, what we would see is we would see peace and we would see victory over sin and we would see victory over evil and we would see victory and healing from sickness and we would start to see the things of God's desire 
happening around us. And now we get into this prayer as petition. Give us this day our daily bread. And so I think it's really interesting. And I've, I've kind of looked over... I've kind of looked over the first two parts of that my whole life where our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. That almost, to me, has almost always felt like a, almost just like a greeting. You know, we, we start to pray and we say, like, dear God. And I think it's almost habit. I've been really wrestling with the way that we pray and what prayer looks like in the church and if you know if we're missing something in it and i i have been burdened by that continuing through this series but our father in heaven hallowed be your name i've always looked past that as just kind of a again just like a greeting just like an introduction to the prayer something that i just i have to do or else i'm not praying um but i think it's so interesting to say to start our prayer with God, we know who you are. We know that you are different. We know that you are set apart in our world. And then following that by, we desire to see your presence brought to earth. So that's our first two parts. We love you. We know you. And we desire to see your will on earth. And if we start our prayer that way, then getting into that third part, give us this day our daily bread or <clears throat> the petition, right? I think it starts to shift the way that we see our petition. And, and one of the passages that's given here on my outline, um, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present yourselves, or sorry, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So I think what happens is when we do pray that way, and when we do seek God's will first, and our primary concern is the the presence of God being brought to earth. I think that our heart and mind starts to shift toward what God wants. And if we read chapter or that passage again, if it just said, do not be anxious about anything and then stopped, I can't I can't think of a harder thing to do. And, you know, I mean, not even getting into the, the conversation of, um, of, you know, clinically defined anxiety or mental health in general, like just simply saying, do not be anxious about anything. That is such a big order, almost an impossible task. But then following that up, pray. Pray with thanksgiving, present yourselves to God, and the peace of God will transcend all understanding. 
and so it, it begins to kind of shift our perspective and not not change the will of God, but I think it begins to to bring it begins to bring our minds and our hearts to what God wants to see on earth. And so one of the things that it says on this timeline, on the timeline, on the outline that I that I really like, it says a bold prayer of petition. It seeks to alter God's will as we understand it. But then it fits our hope. It begins to shift and fit our hope for the current situation that we are facing. And so what we do is it doesn't it doesn't change God's will. I I I don't think that this is saying that we have the power to shift God's will in a situation in our prayer. But when we pray that way, our hope begins to shift toward the thing that God desires. And then our desires start to align with God's desires. And then when a, a prayer is answered in a way that we don't necessarily agree with, we we begin to see what God is doing in that, and we can still have peace and thanksgiving in that situation. Um, so I think of I think of when I was teaching. There were parts of my job that I loved. I I will not deny that there was a big part of teaching that I really really enjoyed. But at the same time, I knew that that wasn't the thing I was supposed to do forever. And I was so excited to be done teaching so that I could start working more in the church and be more present in this job that I felt like I'd been called to since middle school. But the time just wasn't right. And I continued to pray. And I continued to pray that God would would make it the time for me to be done teaching. <laughs> and for... I mean, truthfully, for four years, I was just praying for a way out. And that seems really dramatic, but it, in a lot of ways, is completely true. <laughs> that I, For four years, I just wanted, I wanted to be out, but God just kept saying, no, now is not the time. And that was, was very frustrating. I'm not going to pretend like it, you know. God said no, and I said, okay, God, let's just keep doing this forever. You know, there was a lot of wrestling in that, and, and it, it was frustrating. But <clears throat> as I got to the end of my fourth year, I was actually excited for the next year of teaching. Um, but I felt God say, no, now's the time. And now's the time to be done. And, and I didn't, I, I've talked about it on the podcast, so I'm sorry if you've heard this story already, but I, I didn't renew my teaching license and I took a step of faith. And now looking back on that six months ago, it, it didn't make sense. And I didn't know what I was stepping into, but now I can see that and I can see what God was doing in that. Um, so Again, it, it isn't necessarily that our prayer is always going to be answered in the way that we want. There are still going to be times where our prayer is answered in a way that we don't, that we wish was different. But we begin, I, I believe we begin to understand God's reasoning more. And we start to see that God's purpose in that more. Um, 
And Matthew, or I'm sorry, Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through 16, I think is also helpful here. It says, Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. And verse 16, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So, so we serve a God who knows. We serve a God who understands the trials and the frustrations and the temptations that we go through. And not only does he understand, it says that he sympathizes. And that if we draw near to him, we find mercy and we find grace in our time of need. And, you know, to kind of tie it together, as, as I said, I think the first part of, um, you know, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, I think that ties in so well with this petition is even the fact that we acknowledge a concern to God, that we acknowledge a fear or a frustration or something that we are anxious about, even acknowledging that to God really is an act of worship because we're saying, God, I know you're bigger than this. I know you have control over this situation and I trust your will and I trust your plan for this situation. And even knowing like, God, you've created every, you have power over all of this because you created all of this and you know my desire you sympathize with my hurt, you sympathize with my fear, you sympathize with my frustration in this. But God, I'm giving it to you. Like It's such an act of, of worship to say, God, I, you alone can hear this and you alone are capable of doing something about this. I just think it's so powerful to even, to even pray that way, <laughs> to, to understand that it's it's worshipful to bring those concerns to God, big or small, because he cares, because he knows, because he created those things, and he created each of us individually. In, in Psalms, it says we're fearfully and wonderfully made, and we are made so precisely and for such a unique purpose that Man, when we understand that, I, I just think it it shifts the way that we pray. It shifts the way that we see prayer, our purpose for prayer, and I mean, even even the amount of time that I've prayed has gone up in the last couple of weeks. Just thinking about it in terms of worship, because God, I know who you are. God, I know your power over this thing. And I trust you and I believe you have more control over this than I. I think that is such a powerful way to worship God through our prayer. And 
and I don't know how that is going to shift between now and when I share on Sunday. Um, but I mean, I worked myself into something there. <laughs> so I, I, I'm excited to see as I study this outline a little bit more and dig a little bit more into the, into the passage. Um, I've got a couple of interviews lined up that I'm excited to share with you guys, but, um, man, we just really want to get, we just want to get more out to you, not because Nick and I just desire to continue chasing something. We just think there's value in, in there being a space for this kind of conversation to be shared. So, um, yeah, as I wrap up here, I just, I want to again, say thank you for listening. I hope you found this encouraging in some way. And I look forward to sharing more with you in the near future. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Unified Gospel Podcast. Episodes will be releasing on Monday mornings. And as always, if there's someone you want to hear from, or something you want us to talk about, please let us know on Instagram or catch us at a local coffee shop.